What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, everyone. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Line B, come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're gonna stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. I can't believe they beat us last year. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hello. That's Kevin. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Quack Attack Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks podcast. We are all here. We got it's a jam- been a while. Yeah. We got a jam-packed show today. Doozy of an episode. Doozy of an episode. So much of a doozy that we're going to skip kevin's dumb investment in kinto it's still bad i'll, I'll just say that <laughs> still bad nothing has changed so obviously trivia mega final coming up but we had some news big news big news well, big confirmation of news yeah i and i will say the sites that i'm seeing this on are not the most reputable but there was some news about the mighty ducks tv series and uh i did some investigating and I just need to pull it up. So give me a second. Talk amongst yourselves. Give us a little recap about what the news was. So I'll, I will say this. I uh, That morning, I believe, I woke up to um, like multiple text messages. Two. Uh, yeah, at least two uh, text messages um, about this. And one of it, one of which was, um, I, I believe it was like, dude, you've arrived or something like that. Because... Um, he realizes, you know, the opportunity for the pod um, with this new series coming out. Now, I guess he wasn't privy to um, what we had discussed previously, um, but he's pretty excited for us. Uh, duck call to Alex. Um, duck call. I got to find a duck Tommy call. and I uh, know him from college. Uh, he's he's a, a film buff himself. He actually took a a, a sports a sports film class in college, uh, which I believe he failed actually, but, um, <laughs> but he is a filmmaker himself now, um, oh, in the wow. Austin area. All right. Um, so he, he, he knows what he's talking about. So duck called Alex <laughs> and that news, by the way, I, f- I found it. And this is, everyone is citing this site discussing film. So we're going to give them the credit. I actually saw it somewhere else, but they, they did not link to discussing film, so I will find the correct link. You got to give people Pro- pe- their props. Yeah, their exactly. Propers. So, according to discussing film, the Mighty Ducks TV series reboot headed to Disney Plus, which has come out this week. Uh, it, production is eyed to begin February in Vancouver, and the series quote. Focuses on a 13-year-old boy when he gets kicked off the junior division Mighty Ducks team. His team dis- his when he okay. This is a long run-on sentence. The series <laughs> focuses on a 13-year-old boy when he gets kicked off the junior Mighty Ducks team. His mom decides to start their own team, finding players, a coach, and a place to play. And then it says oh, the original film is about blah blah blah. So first, just original thoughts or initial thoughts, I should say, on. That plot, it seems a little little giants esque. Yeah, the thing that throws me a little bit is so the new team won't be the ducks. The ducks are the new hawks. Yeah, if you will. Well, yeah, but the team she starts, yeah, will be the not ducks. Correct. That's true. If, that's, yeah. if that holds true, maybe it's which the will hawks. be a little odd. Yeah, maybe um, they'll they're rebooting the hawks or something. Well, I think 
in some of these reboots, it's like it's like a callback with a twist. Mm-hmm. And so this is kind of the twist. It's like instead of boy meets world, it's girl meets world. Well, and sure, but that's still about a girl. Like this will be <laughs> a TV called... show called The Mighty Ducks that's not about the Mighty Ducks. I mean, we maybe know it's, it's not. Called. Well, if yeah. it's yeah, I mean, if it's. That's that's a good point. Well, maybe they're organizing the team in Mexico like we pitched. Oh, oh yes. I still think that's the better Los idea. Los Patos Poderosos. <laughs> that's probably our greatest uh, spinoff. That and McKill, obviously. We need to make sure that we get Brill and say, like, hey, you're allowed to use this these stories, obviously, with proper credit. Yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. we'll let them suss it out a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of debate among on Twitter, Facebook about, oh, is this good? Is this bad? I think the one uh, comment I saw, and I'll put her in the show. I think it's a girl who, who put it. I put her handle in the show notes. I can't remember it. But she said the Duck series is all about them sort of coming back and redeeming themselves. So them being the the mighty ducks, ducks? yeah. Okay. So it's it's all about sort of redemption. So I was like, oh, that's a good point. Maybe they'll be the bad guys and then come around to be the good guys eventually. So um, I'm down, obviously. Okay, but let's for a second assume that it takes uh, kind of a, a similar route that uh, Cobra Kai took, um, where it's not like called like the Karate Kid, you know, Cobra Kai rides again. It's just called Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. W- give me your title of the show based on the the assumption that this synopsis is you know somewhat accurate i mean i maybe it's called the ice hawks or something like if they're the hawks they're the ice hawks and mm-hmm. yeah and then that's just the mighty ducks and everyone sort of knows um but yeah or like yeah maybe it's a maybe it's like the ice hawks colon Something like something a mighty, mighty duck's duck. tail. Yeah, exactly. You know, they got like a Star Wars yeah. story. I, I I feel like maybe it's like the Hawks fly again or something like that. You know, mm. yeah, yeah. Rise of the Hawks. The rise of the Hawks. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's good. I wonder if there's some kind of play on Mighty Ducks, like the Fallen Ducks or something like that. Fallen Ducks. Oh, like this is a duck that is now red. I don't know. Yeah, it sounds a little dramatic. Duck Dynasty. <laughs> mm. Or Duck Hunter or something. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, so. I tried to, you know, I tried to go straight to the source. Said, if anybody knows about this, it's Steve Brill, creator of the original Mighty Duck. So I sent him an email. I said, hey, Steve, are you at, indeed set to begin production in February? I sent him a link. I said, hey, is this the plot? And he responded. He responded like, let me, let me give me the timestamp. So 8.04 p.m. He comes back at uh, 9.25 so you get a rel- direct line. Yeah, relatively quickly, he says, "All will be revealed. You guys will have exclusive interview if, in fact, it happening." And then he gave an emoji face, which is Ooh, what's the face? It is uh, glasses with like buck teeth Nerd. smile. Yeah, calling us nerds. <laughs> okay. So I said, "LOL, sounds good." You know, like colloquial. We're buds. Yeah, we're buds. <laughs> Don't want to push it too much. And I think I thought that was going to be the end of the conversation. So he comes back and says, "I want a Minnesota Miracle Man shirt." And so I said, and he said and then he said, "I will give you exclusive info." So uh, and then another nerd emoji. So we can read into that. Um, so I, really, out of the blue, to me, I mean, obviously, I reached out, but like, I feel like he he confirmed without confirming. Exactly. I feel like uh, you know. 
we can sort of we have we all have a sort of journalistic backgrounds we can sort of we obviously can't like report report but we can sort it, of read between the it's lines it's like woodward here. and bernstein so um, brill neither wrote. confirmed nor denied that this is the plot though Correct. he hinted that more would be revealed shortly and seemed to um i don't know be enthusiastic about um the upcoming rumored production yeah that's good that's good. So anyway, we send him a shirt and another gift. Uh, it is on the way. As you listen to this, it might be there, depending on... Uh, we may have already gotten a cease and desist. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I don't... like. I feel like we have been very, uh, very careful not to tread on anything that uh they have done before we and any trademarks so it'll be interesting um when the series does start if there's going to be people who are keeping more of a watchdog thing on all things mighty ducks and if we do start to get some uh yeah well that's a problem for future us <laughs> yeah. future mike we uh, have a I we would, have official lawyer of the quack i would podcast. like to uh <laughs> put out a call um asking our quack lights like what what would they like to see like whenever this show mm. does begin to air i mean should we like post yeah. episode post episode recap i think disney yeah. plus is going there i don't know if this is for all shows but i know for the star wars show they're doing it like episodically oh. like weekly they're not going to just dump everything out all at once um and i was having this conversation with a friend the other day um how it's it's almost more fun that way because you get the you get the post the reaction shows and everything like yeah. that mm. the build up, um, but yeah. So I was just curious, like what our quackalites, you know, what they want from us mm-hmm. when the show does drop because um, we, we've got some ideas, but I, you know, I definitely want to hear from our from our quackalites. Yeah, and I think um, so. Hypothetically, let's say it drops and it's if it's ten episodes, whatever. I just picked that number out of nowhere. I, I think a lot of us are just going to go boom, watch all ten episodes right away. Mm-hmm. And so the question then does become like, oh, do we do an episode by episode breakdown? Do we overall impression first? And I think we could also like change it up. But I I can imagine we do maybe episode by episode and then maybe have like episodes in between those where we kind of discuss overarching things and maybe don't listen to this one until you finished all 10, something like that. Um, but I think there's going to be a lot of different content. And Kevin's absolutely right. We want to hear from from you guys what you would prefer to. And I'm. I'm also want to hear like other um, podcasts that are similar to ours, where like they do something you like or maybe something you don't like, and you don't necessarily you can just DM us the ones you don't like, um, and then we'll throw those in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll uh, we can like kind of mimic a format if needed. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of excitement going on. So we'll uh, stay tuned for that. There is there anything up on IMDb or anything at this point? I mean, I haven't specifically looked. For the Mighty Ducks TV series. And we're so, not going to do that now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a lot of work, you know, to Google or to put, type in IMDb and then to <laughs> search in the IMDb bar. Uh, so it may or may not make the show notes. We'll see. Uh, I'm no, excited to see the, the casting, the, the rumored cast. Yeah, see, that's the interesting part because Vancouver, home to one Joshua Jackson. So, Is, but, it, is, it, is Kenny it being Wu? filmed in Vancouver? Yeah, well, that's the rumor. Oh, okay. The rumor is that production is set to begin in February in Vancouver. Uh, well, Kenny Wu is in Canada too, isn't Kenny he? Kenny Wu is in British Columbia, right around the Vancouver area. Plus, he can do the sound. Yeah, two for one. <laughs> Kenny I Wu. I love that. Kenny Wu confirmed. <laughs> 
So, yeah, let us know what you think uh, we should do, assuming all will be revealed in time. Uh, and assuming, you know, it actually makes the air. So I, I have a question for you two. Okay. Other than Charlie, who is the one duck that you would like to see reprise his or her role? Hmm. Um, and just a duck, like, don't count, like, Hans or anything like that. I think... Who isn't uh, dead? Uh, I think from, from like, an iconic standpoint, maybe Averman? Yeah. Uh, and I, I think I feel like Averman would work really well on a TV show. Like I feel like that type of character works. Yeah. Um, I maybe Fulton too. Um, Fulton and Port. I think the Bash Brothers kind of take yeah, those Bash together. Bash Brothers would be good um, for sure. But I, I think I'm going to go with Averman just because of the potential that I would have, and like I don't know, he could play so many different roles in a show like that, like. He could be like the janitor, or you know what I mean. Yeah. Like I, I just feel like he. Could... I would believe his character is a lot of different. Like how wherever yes. he came, like he yes. finished as like a or even like role. the assistant principal or something like yeah. that. You know, like I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah. that so. was my first thought too. Averman just sort of that was just top of my head. I do like the Bash Brothers though. If we, if they could just make a cameo, I think that yeah. would be nice. I, yeah, I don't know if they would be able to hold up like as a whole character. So. um yeah, I think I think Averman for me as well. Yeah, I think that's probably the the easy winner. I do think um I would love to see Goldberg um and Sean Weiss partly to cuz Sean Weiss has had some uh down on his luck a little bit. It'd be great to to see him get back out there and you know, be sober and everything. And so it'd be great if he could be able to be part of it. Um but I think Averman is kind of like the um the no-brainer answer, besides Charlie, obviously. So I, I'm just going to make an assumption here that one of the former Ducks is coaching the Ducks now. Yeah. Who would you peg to be that? I mean, I think it would be either Charlie or Banks. Maybe Averman, but I think Charlie or Banks is, is the two choices. I'm going to, out of left field, it is a mom and dad coach team. Ooh. Oh. Ooh, Connie and Gee. Ooh, I like that. Oh, yeah. Maybe Connie and Gee's son gets Get, kicked k- off the Mighty Ducks, and then they have to go against them. Or maybe they're like going through a messy divorce, oh, gets yeah. kicked off, mm-hmm. and like maybe that's like a, the guys he's this kicked off. This is way too gritty. For yeah. Them. But it Let's turns see. out, hey, Disney <laughs> but, Plus, they, yeah. they're known for Real something. Real likes yeah. gritty, too. Yeah. All right. So they're I'm, I'm kicked so off. excited to see how wrong we are about all this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm also excited to make sure my passport's renewed for whenever we're invited on set. Mm, yes. Yeah. I've, I've never been to Vancouver. Yeah. I have once. I saw the movie Independence Day there. Why? Wow. Um, <laughs> I was like eight, to see and I was there, <laughs> and not much else to do in Canada as an eight-year-old mm-hmm. who doesn't like hockey, I guess. Did they cheer or did they boo when the aliens started invading the U.S.? First of all, Spoiler. <laughs> um i don't remember i just remember my sister was scared oh classic classic <laughs> alice and so she uh like sat in the lobby with my dad or something oh know. wow sucks for your dad he had to miss independence day in Vancouver. he eventually saw it and then my sister years later she works in like production design with plays or at least she used to um was like working on a play with bill pullman oh, but she cool. never like got R.I.P. right no, Disney? no, it's Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. Yes. <laughs> R.I.P. Bill Paxton. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, she like didn't have the nerve to talk to him though. Yeah. So, oh. all right. But she sent me a photo yeah. cool. of him from like twenty yards away. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. Let us know what you think 
And let's uh, let's not waste any more time. Let's go to the trivia final after this short break. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We are back and we finally made it. We've reached the trivia ultimate mega final. After nine grueling months. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair... I think the last one started in June and we ended like right before Christmas. So I made up like a month in this time. And I feel like you guys are responsible for some of those uh, delays. Mostly Kevin. Wait, you guys being the contestants on the line? Or? No, I think uh, the co-hosts sometimes were not there. Mm. Um, kind of a lack of appreciation in his voice. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I'm just uh, just trying to spit the truth here. But anyway, that's a that's a different topic for probably not a different pod. That will probably no. We're gonna have the next episode is gonna be airing <laughs> grievances, grievances against each other. <laughs> All right, stay tuned. Quack court. Wow, Ooh. I like quack court. We should do something. All right, we're getting off. Oh, topic. I like that a lot. We're getting off topic as we are wont to do. But I we want to uh, respect people's time. So we have trivia finals. We have Jeremiah versus John here. Just a real heavyweight matchup. Uh, Jeremiah, thanks for being here. Pleasure to be here. Jeremiah, the number four seed from Ypsilanti. Uh, he went to the University of Michigan. He works in marketing for an auto supplier. The road to the finals here. Jeremiah beat Dustin 2-1 to one in categories. Tight race there. Uh, then just uh, dominated the debate. Beat Nate 3-0 in the debate about whether Gordon Bombay would have made the NHL had he not gotten injured. Um that was uh, with special guest judge Matt Doherty. Uh, then he was uh, really in control in the semifinals against Danny before holding off a late comeback to win the trivia contest 4-2. And uh, now he's here. Jeremiah, what was the hardest round for you? I would have to say categories. That uh, missing those old- uh, locations in Minnesota was something I, I did not see coming. That entire category was something I didn't see coming. Um, and and yeah, like you said, I felt I felt pretty good about about the other round. I actually had forgotten that the debate round was the day that we did it, but <laughs> got my thoughts together and here I am. Wow, wow. So I mean, did you go in thinking you were going to lose that debate? I sure did. As I um, as I said on, on Twitter, I, I, I think any of the other winners could have easily beaten me in a debate. I was genuinely concerned about how you guys and Matt would come down to it. Mm. Yeah, I like it because it is so subjective. We can just pick the winners. But anyway, I should mention at Hershey with a underscore B on Twitter. If you want to follow Jeremiah and his quest to uh, be the pride of Ypsilanti. Uh, how is Ypsilanti? How's the town been as you've made this run through the playoffs here? Oh, it's 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 great. I mean, we have 13 inches of snow now. I don't know if that's your thing. But, it's going to hinder the uh, parade. 
yeah, a lot of, a lot of good um, local breweries and coffee shops and makes uh, being that much further from Ann Arbor a little more bearable. Wow. Okay. Do, are people getting sick of seeing your face all around town, like on posters and such? <sighs> yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> and he's and like, I they just, keep telling me to stop putting them up. Is <laughs> <laughs> like the local columnist just like railing on you, essentially, just kind of playing the heel. Uh, no, no, I'm sure, um, may not as fine, uh, news people as yourself. <laughs> nice. True. I did just have an idea though. We should totally submit the winner to their local newspaper. Oh, that's good. Mm. Does Ypsilanti have its own newspaper or do they just take like Ann Arbor's? Yeah, if they do, I am, I am not aware of it. Um, <laughs> yeah, MLive, which is big, yeah. like all around the region is, is headquartered down there, so. I think it's he just kind of lets, lets them do all the local coverage. How all far right. are you from uh, Detroit? Um, originally from Detroit. Um, we'll just send it to the Freep. And then the suburbs, then over to Ipsy. Yeah. Hometown hero makes it big. Yeah. Yeah. I like this. I feel, yeah. That's going to really do numbers on their website there. So. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, Freep, Detroit News. We'll get an M live too. I uh, got some contacts over there. We can, well, first he's got to win. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. We yeah, got the be, story uh, pre-written, though. Couldn't be local hero loses in finals. <laughs> that would not be Local good. dunce. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on to John. He is a, he came in as the number six seed, uh, works as a band teacher. He's from rural Manitoba. How rural are we talking here, John? Uh, well, I mean, I'm originally from Winnipeg, which oh, okay. is the capital city of Manitoba, which is like probably close to 750,000 people. And then now I live in a town that's like 2,500 people. So it's like rural, rural. Wow. So does everyone know who you are since you're like the band teacher? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's, uh, which, which is fine. I mean, it's a little bit tricky sometimes because most people here just know each other because they all grew up together or they've you know lived around the corner from each other for for you know decades and i go out in public and and they see me at concerts or they'll see me around the community and so they feel like they know me um but i may have never met them so i will sometimes get you know like a friendly like hey or hello there how you doing and i rack my brain going have i met this person and then i have to conclude no i don't think i have and then i feel awkward saying hi back and uh you know i feel sheepish not knowing who they are but that's okay so it must be pretty tough whenever you go out and get rip roaring drunk and they're like oh john's at it again (laughs) (laughs) i can't say i've ever experienced that but uh if i do i will let you know excellent well you might have to if uh today goes well (laughs) (laughs) just the uh the downside of being a celebrity, I guess. Uh, d- does your town have a paper, have a newspaper or a news organization? Uh, no, there's uh there's like a, a nearby small town that's slightly bigger. It's, well, I guess it's about twice the size, about 5,000 and they kind of syndicate their paper here, but it's a weekly paper. And, and I, I mean, I don't know. You never know. They might, they might be interested in covering the story though. If I lose, I just hope that nobody puts it up in a skate shop and then 20 years later I have to say, <laughs> oh, you still got this up, huh? That's going to be good motivation. Is, is there a school newspaper? Oh. 
no. There's oh. no school newspaper. I bet you there is, Sorry. and he's just saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I I will say though, like like I don't know what it is. Like American media always has a school paper. Like if you watch a sitcom or something, mm-hmm. and growing up, I would watch a lot of high school based shows. There's always a paper. Like my high school had a paper, but like they literally did two three versions a year. Nobody cared about it. Like I think it's. I think it's a, more of an American thing than a Canadian thing. But in in I, all fairness, could be wrong. nobody cared about our school newspaper <laughs> yeah. either. Uh, but okay, okay, fair and enough. and it, it was pretty lax um, from an, like an ethical standpoint. <laughs> like I was on the basketball team and I was the basketball beat reporter. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Another shining game from Kevin Cullen off the bench. <laughs> That's a picture of me. Four points. <laughs> On two for okay, twenty-eight shooting. Kevin needs more playing time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hidden gem, Kevin Cullen. John, can you give us the name of your town? Um. Uh, no. You know, I I will off air. Okay. Oh, okay. No worries. No, I was just I was just I'm, gonna give him a duck call or something. That's all good. I appreciate that. I'm just very very Googleable if the name is out there, and oh. I I'd like to keep it. Uh, I'd like to keep it uh, off the record if I could. That's fair. That is fair. So John beat Brian in the first round 2-1-1. Uh, tight matchup. And Bberg 19, very formidable opponent. That was an impressive win. Then John comes, beats Stevie Yanks. Highly controversial debate. Uh, John, I was listening back, and I was like, Stevie probably won that one. But he went overtime, as Tommy mentioned, uh, kind of got an ipso facto DQ there. So John survived that one. Moves into the semifinals. We go to a tiebreaker. Another highly controversial situation. I give the wrong answer. John loses. Then we come back. I realize my mistake. John wins. So just a, a lightning rod of controversy for John. But you are here. So congratulations uh, on surviving. I, I appreciate that, and and I also want to say, even before this started, I, I like I found the, your podcast after your most recent trivia contest ended, and so like I, I just remember thinking, man, if there's another one of these, I would love to try my hand at trivia, give it a shot, and so I put in my application, and at a later episode, you said, okay, everybody who's in the trivia tournament has confirmed, and I hadn't heard anything yet, so even before this whole thing started, I thought I was done. So like there have been like before we started, I thought I was done. And then each individual round I almost lost. And the the, thir- the most recent round I did actually lose for like two days. So yeah. I really shouldn't be here. I feel like I'm, I'm living like nine lives, um, but I'm excited. You know, John, this article is really writing itself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of conflict. So, all right. Let's um. Let's. Well, I guess same question that I asked Jeremiah. What was the toughest round for you, other than the one you lost? I guess. <laughs> oh man, I I guess yeah, the one I lost. But it, but again, I didn't like like. Oh, the, I'll, I'll say this: the one th- the one time this whole process I felt confident whatsoever was the very first round because what, what was my opponent's name again? I can't remember. It starts with a B. Brian at Bberg nineteen Brian. on Twitter. Right. So Brian off air had mentioned that he'd forgotten that there was trivia that day and he was taking his daughter to the park and you could hear his daughter playing in the background. I remember <laughs> thinking, true. wow, like this guy's off to the park. Like this is going to be easy. 
and then he completely dusted me in the first round and then we maxed out a category so yeah the, the one time i felt comfortable i i, I shouldn't have so they, they've all been challenging but yeah probably the most challenging would be the one i didn't actually win until two days after the fact so uh well, let's let's do it this one's probably going to be a disaster too that's all right I'll, yeah I'll fight through perfect I really admire the integrity of our contest, and we're willing to admit mistakes, but also rectify those, unlike a lot of sports we're leagues. We're also willing to change the rules anytime we want, yeah. so that's great. Yeah, we did have, we did set the rules for the tiebreaker, <laughs> go through a first tiebreaker, decided that wasn't the best rule, yeah. and just went to another tiebreaker. So uh, I guess that's the, the perks of having the power here, so for a uh, very uh, ethical trivia contest all right let's move on here to the super ultimate mega final so what we're going to do is we're going to sort of play back through the playoff bracket you're going to have obviously as we went through this playoff bracket we had different uh sort of formats for each round so we had three rounds up to this point we're going to have a format from each round so we're going to go categories first and then we're going to go trivia and then for the tiebreaker it will come down to the debate if we get there. So a, a chance to win it without our subjective sort of thoughts getting in here. But uh, once you get there, it's really in our hands. So you got to win it early here. So first round categories, we're going to go back and forth. Each person is going to have to name something from that category. Um, they're going to have, what do we say, Kevin, eight seconds? Um. Yes. Can we do seven? Sure. <laughs> no, no, eight's fine. <laughs> okay. Eight. We'll do eight. That's probably better. Okay. So they're going to have eight seconds. Um, each person does get a pass, I guess, but uh, I guess you could only use it in this one round. So I don't know. You could, I, but yeah, we'll give it to you. Sure. Why not? Just give you some time to think. Um, Tommy and Kevin are the official judges. So what they say goes. And uh, they will keep track here. So, um, Jeremiah, you are the number four seed. So you are the higher seed. Would you like to go first or second in this mystery category? Second. Second? Quick question. Sure. Is there any way we can adjust the rules to this to make sure that we have the debate round? Sure. <laughs> You want the debate round? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that should definitely be included. Well, know? that's why I was giving the high stakes for the last round. All right, all right, let's go. Let's, let's Okay. Okay. All right. So, Jeremiah's going second. So, John, you are up first. And the category is, and this is from all three movies, so keep that in mind, from all three movies. The category is all words of four letters or more mentioned more than 100 times in the Mighty Ducks trilogy script. So, uh, disclaimer, I took these from scripts.com and used an online word counter to count these up. Again, the category, all words of four letters or more mentioned more than 100 times in the Mighty Ducks trilogy scripts. So, John, you are up first. Can you be more specific? <laughs> um, D-U-C-K. 
Incorrect. I'm gonna go. Wow, I would have given it to you. (laughs) Uh, Jeremiah. (laughs) That's correct. (laughs) I would have given it to John, but I guess you guys are the official arbiters. Um, Did you guys? But did you not say four-letter word? Four Four letters or more. Or more. Or more. Oh, gee. Oh, okay. Yep, that's fair. All right. Jeremiah, do you want to run up the score here and, and try to get any others? No, but I do feel bad about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. I feel like that would be a fitting way to uh, end it. So, okay. So, that uh, let me just run down the list of all words of four letters more mentioned more than 100 times in the Mighty Ducks trilogy script. Charlie, 152 times. Coach one forty nine. I don't think you need to say the just just say the words. <laughs> All right, All right. <laughs> and then we'll tell you the most said word at the end. Okay, so Charlie, Coach, come, don't, ducks, good guys, have here, just no, let's quack, right, team, that that's there. T h e r e. They this what. With, yeah, your, Y-O-U-R, and your, Y-O-U, apostrophe, R-E. Fun fact, that's also a complete sentence. <laughs> it's like buffalo, <laughs> buffalo, buffalo, <laughs> buffalo. Yes. Man, that was a, uh, I mean, it's the finals. We can't give any leeway on these answers here. And I, the, uh, spot on. the most said word at a whopping 345 times, the only word over 300 is don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't even remember a single instance of it being uttered yeah i don't know either but scripts.com they are on it so all right let's go to the second trivia round here so john you need to win this one to push it to the debate round so this again is the throwback round to our original trivia contest this was um just random questions from the trilogy we're going to start with one person, give them a chance to answer. If they get it right, they get the point. If they don't get it right, their opponent can come in and steal the answer, and then they can get, then that opponent also gets the next question. Um, I don't think there's anything else. Eight seconds left. First one to four wins, or whoever has more after 10, if we're tied, then, we go, then we're just going to the debate round, and I have a tiebreaker round if we're tied after the debate round. So, uh, interesting move here. So, we're going to go, John, you're down. So, we're going to give you the option. Do you want to go first or second here? I'll go second. And is there, do you get a pass option in this? Or is it just you don't know it? If you don't know, you don't know. And then the other person can steal. So, no pass, nothing. So, Jeremiah, you are up first. Question. What does Bombay's license plate read? Just win. That is correct. correct. Jeremiah off to a f- flying start. <laughs> All right. <laughs> It'll make sense in the second question. Go ahead and read it. All right. Question number two. This one's for John. Who is at the head of the first ever flying V? Jesse Hall. That is Ooh, correct. Nice. 
we go back to Jeremiah, one to one here. This is a championship caliber. We're we're back up to championship caliber here. So, jo- uh, no, Jeremiah, who utters the first words of the trilogy? The announcer. What, what was, was that? that? The announcer. Incorrect, John. Jack Riley. That is correct. Yes. John has two. Yeah. So we we there's music and then there's the flashback, and that is Can what I, I was counting. Quick, Can I say something quick? Sure. Jeremiah's right. You yeah. can hear the announcer before Jack Riley talks. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's open to interpretation. Mike wrote okay, this question. What do we What do we want? What do we want? I like. I can definitely see that now that it's been said. You should have saw that when you were writing the questions. I don't. I can't see everything. Okay. You can hear everything. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously not. Uh, I would give it to Jeremiah because that is a good point. You do hear. You do hear the thing. That's tough. I don't know, Tommy. I'll leave this in your hands. You know, my first gut was that it was the announcer who actually had the first words. Mm-hmm. And those are the first words that you hear. So, all right. We'll give it to Jeremiah. Jeremiah gets back on the board. We reneg. I like this. Um, so we go to a, a, a useless sportsmanship point for John. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it wouldn't be a, a Mighty Ducks trivia contest without lots of controversy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's we harder, bake it in. We bake it in. It's harder than you think to put these together. There's a lot of details that goes into it. Uh, all right. What is this? Is for John now. What is the name of the case that Gordon Bombay does not count as a loss because he scored with the court reporter? The Nielsen case. Incorrect. Jeremiah, chance to steal. The something steam trial. Don't remember. Incorrect. Incorrect. It is the Frazier case. The uh, Frazier case. He scores with the court reporter. So we go back to Jeremiah here. Uh, question number five overall. Uh, what is the name of the other team in the Junior Goodwill Games that Iceland lost to besides Team USA? Russia? That is correct. Jeremiah with the chance to win it all here. Commanding three to one lead. Yes. So we go to John. John, what is the full name, city and nickname of Gordon Bombay's minor league team? The Minnehaha Whalers. Oh, incorrect. Minnehaha Waves. 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 Oh, no. You count it? John or Tommy, Kevin? Uh, I don't know. That's tough. Well, let's, we, we let's did give it get, to him. John gets a sportsmanship yeah, point. So, that yeah, yeah. You okay. get to we'll turn get in to, that yeah. sportsmanship that's point. Fair. That's fair. All right. Three to two. Three to two. Uh, Jeremiah, question number seven. Jeremiah must be fuming. <laughs> <laughs> Championship is on the line right here. How fast 
does Luis Mendoza go from blue line to blue line, according to Don Tibbles? One point nine seconds. That is correct. Wow, Jeremiah, congratulations, congratulations. Um, let's let's just keep going, just for kicks. Uh, John, yeah. what award did Gordon win that got his picture in the Eden Hall trophy case? Oh, geez. Um, community service. I don't know. Jeremiah, do you know this one? This one's a this one's a hard one. It's not MVP. No. Um, I don't know. He's captain of the debate team, 1975, which makes him like 12 years old when he goes to uh, Eden Hall if he's 29. In he's D2. a wonderkind. This Prodigy. Is, yeah, this is pointed out on Twitter. I can't remember who, but uh, duck call to you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so I don't remember. We, I guess it would be back to Jeremiah, technically. Actually, should I save these for a later date? Yeah, you might want to. Yeah, this was – I had like two questions, then I had to come up with eight more. So <laughs> I Actually, Mike, I think this these questions were among your best. Really? I do think so. I think they were. Um, I mean, except for the the they were the answerable. Gaff. I mean, yeah. Oh, except for that obvious boner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm really bummed we didn't get a a debate round. A debate round. Yeah. Um, well, and... maybe we'll uh, we'll save that for a special edition. Okay. Yeah, I guess Kevin's never have been to a. I haven't. I yeah. Have not. Yeah. Oh. I feel like it's cheating the listeners. I feel like I, we... I would happily do it for the record. Oh. Jeremiah, yeah. oh, just a uh, little bonus debate. Bonus debate round. It's like an all-comers game. Go from the W, right? <laughs> exactly. Jeremiah's gonna try to twist the knife, get the, right. the the clean sweep. Yeah, gonna yeah, gonna go for the W. Gonna run it up. It's not worth winning if you can't win big. All right, so sent five uh, sent five topics to these intrepid young participants. And we are going to pick one of them for them to debate. And we're going to randomly assign which one, uh, which side each person has. Uh, 90 seconds for an opening argument. Then they will ask each other three questions and then they will give a 90 second closing statement here. So um, Kevin, out of those five, which one tickles your fancy? Um, hang on, give me a second. This is a great pod. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go with Luis Mendoza deserved to be on Team USA despite the fact that he couldn't stop, which is a pretty key element of okay. hockey. Perfect. All right, so randomly determined, and Jeremiah, you are for this statement. You you think Luis Mendoza did deserve to be on Team USA de- despite the fact he couldn't stop. John, you are against this. Luis Mendoza did not deserve to be on Team USA despite the fact that, well, yeah, he did not deserve to be on Team USA, essentially. Um, John, you had a tough loss in the finals here. So you get the choice to go first or second. I feel like I'll go second. Wait, 
since since they're being such great participants here, mm-hmm. let's let's throw in a bonus prize. Yeah, Who, whoever wins this gets a bonus prize. I like this. I like this. We have the championship prize. Winner of this will get a bonus prize. That's a great call, Kevin. That's why you're here. You're thinking, man. <laughs> really, the only reason why he's here. Um, <laughs> to think. <laughs> uh, John, did you have a question? Uh, nope. All right, John, you got a choice. Do you want to go first or second here? I'll go second. All right, Jeremiah, you have 90 seconds to open your argument on when Luis on Luis Mendoza deserved to be on Team USA despite the fact that he couldn't stop. Whenever you're ready, take it away. When we say that Luis Mendoza deserved to be on Team USA despite the fact that he couldn't stop, I think we first need to interrogate what we mean by deserved. Clearly, Luis's regional representation played just as much as a factor as being on the OG decks helped out players such as Goldberg and Averman. Moving on to hockey talent, any player with the ability to score at such high velocity and sacrifice his body for the team should be considered talented in an odd but effective way. He's even able to score against the Blake Bears while traveling over the net. We also never see this obstacle presenting any difficulty except against Team Iceland. And it must be noted that Team Iceland had the number of even the most talented players on the Ducks, except for Adam Banks. Is he the most talented player? Certainly not. But for raw potential, offensive assistance, and intangible, he has certainly earned a spot. That's my argument. Well done. Well done. Under time, too. Yeah. Confidence. Yeah. Uh, John, you obviously have the opposite side here. Whenever you're ready, give us the argument for why desert- Luis Menzoza did not deserve to be on Team USA. Luis Mendoza did not deserve to be on Team USA because the guy can't stop. <laughs> he can't stop. This is a player who plays a game that is reliant upon the ability to start and stop, and he can only do one of those two things. We see in D1, there are several players who are absolutely fantastic talents at the PB level playing for Jack Riley's Hawks. They're a dynasty for a reason. They've won close to a dozen championships. Any number of those players would have made better Team USA members than Luis Mendoza. Take McGill. You lose Dean Portman in the game against Iceland, guess what? You got McGill slash McKill out there on the ice <laughs> as an enforcer working against Team USA. Defensively, a player who stop, who can't stop is useless. All a player that Mendoza is covering needs to do to get open is stop. Because guess what? Mendoza is going to keep on skating. Orion Pratt preaches defense all through D3, and yet one of his players can't stop. Crashing into the boards after you shoot on the net also means you're not able to get back on defense quickly. Fulton Reed learns to skate in D1 in like a week, yet he knows how to stop in the game against the Cardinals when he blasts the game-winning slap shot for the victory. He's there as a gimmick. That's it. A classic Tibbles line. That's it. Luis Mendoza did not deserve to play for Team USA. And unlike Luis Mendoza, right now my argument's going to come to a stop. <laughs> style wow. points, style yeah. points. That is uh, part of the judging. I should mention, yeah, part of the judging is style points. The other is uh, uh, obviously strength of the argument and uh, evidence used from the trilogy. So, 
John, you now have three questions to ask to Jeremiah. So whenever you're ready, give us your first question. My my first question is why, even after private one-on-one practice with Jan, is Luis Mendoza not able to stop when a person like Fulton Reed, who's never skated before, can learn to do it in a week at the age of 11? Clearly, this block was a mental block that was easily solved by the coaching ability of Gordon Bombay. Once Bombay started caring about his players, after his apology to the team in Germany, he and Jan quickly got to work and effectively got him to stop, giving them one of their goals in the championship game. As for Fulton Reed, clearly he has some mental fortitude and, and better ability. I will not... Um, dispute the fact that there are not more talented players on that team. Luis had something going on that local and regional coaches couldn't figure out, and Gordon Bombay could. He was unable to unlock an asset. Is Mendoza not a huge defensive liability if he can't stop? He certainly is. Um, we don't see him succeeding beyond that one goal with the Blake Bears. And I would argue that in a Coach O'Ryan system, he's probably getting less playing time. My last question is, if Mendoza is able to stop once in the Junior Goodwill Games gold medal game, why is he not able to stop throughout D3 several times, crashing into the boards and once having to leap over the net? We've seen that many players had a difficult time adjusting to a more fundamentals-focused coach. Um, Conway and Fulton Reed being the most egregious example, I would say that having a disciplinarian probably re-triggered his mental block um, as opposed to a caring coach like Bombay and a grandfatherly figure like Jan. I assume that in time, Luis was able to earn Coach Ryan's respect or Coach Ryan softened a bit towards him. And they probably worked through that. But the pressure of high school hockey and Coach Ryan's intimidating demeanor probably put him on edge again. All right. Well done. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm torn so far on this. So, Jeremiah, you now have the floor. Ask your first question to John. Um. You mentioned that this is purely a Don Tibble's marketing play. In a team that had such unparalleled success except for Iceland, do you not think that marketability should have played a factor in the selection of the USA team? I think if you're going to an international tournament, there's only one thing that should be a factor in determining who plays, and that's talent. If you're not skilled, and stopping, I think, is a pretty inarguably important skill. Um, you, you shouldn't be playing. Um, I think he was there simply to represent the U.S. Southeast. And while, yeah, they may have had more people tune in, guess what? More people tuned in to watch him fall on his butt 100 times a game. That, that could have gone to – that roster spot could have gone to a much better player. And if the U.S., you know, doesn't lose 12-1 to Iceland, then – Guess what? They have a lot better tournament, in my view. 
All right, Jeremiah, question my number two. Yeah, my, my second question being, um, Luis Mendoza is one of, throughout the documentaries that we see, is one of the most highest scoring players on the team. Um, without Luis, do they maybe miss a goal or two in a close game? Do you think they still beat Iceland? I mean, I, I only recall Luis scoring twice. Once was against the Blake Bears, where, I mean, everybody scored against the Blake Bears. And the other time was, was in that final. And, yeah, I'll give him credit for, for making the play in the final. But guess what? That's also the only time at which he was able to stop. I think if he can't stop, and he's proven time and time again, that's, he's unable to do it. It's the, only, it's the only time he was able to stop was that gold medal final. He's not a productive player. And so if Luis can stop, as he did on that play, great. I'd have him on my team any time. But if he can't stop, which is what we see throughout the vast majority of his time on screen, he doesn't belong. Question number three. My last question then would be, um, do, do you think Tibbles truly did do a nationwide search for talent or did he even take a look at Mendoza? Was he looking for certain factors and did not factor this into his decision? I think Tibbles sought out to just cover all ends of the map. He went to the, the northeast corner for Julie the Cat. He went uh, south central for uh, uh, for Dwayne Robertson in Texas. He went to the Midwest for um, for, for Dean Portman in Chicago. He went uh, to the to the southeast uh, to go and scoop up uh, to go scoop up Luis. I think he was concerned about marketing. He's not a hockey person. He's not somebody who knows how to assess talent, how to evaluate players, how to you know really scout young athletes. He's a guy who knows how to make an image, how to drum up PR, how to um, sell a product. And I think that's all he was concerned about. And if the question is, he's, you know, Luis still deserved to be on Team USA so that they could be on cereal boxes, that's fine. But it's, does he deserve to be on Team USA despite the fact that he can't stop? And the reality is he's not going to help the team win games consistently if he can't stop, especially with much better players sitting at home around the United States of America. All right, well done. Now we move to our final sort of round, I guess. This is the closing statement. So each of you have 90 seconds to give your closing statement. Uh, Jeremiah, you are up first. Take it away whenever you're ready. Thank you, Mike. Um, In closing, um, I will say that the marketability of Team USA is just as important to Don Hibble and the team to Luis quote-unquote, earning his spot. I think that the original, there were also original Duff players that did not deserve to be on the team, but made it because of their association with Coach Bombay. I think that it speaks to Gordon Bombay's ability to utilize Luis despite this deficit and make the most of, of, of this player. I think Luis's ability to work within his limitations also speaks to his true talent. Might there have been a better coach out there? Absolutely. Better player out there? Absolutely. But did Luis deserve to be there? Absolutely. His personality 
and his ultimate contribution to their championship meant that he earned his spot, if not before becoming a member of the team, certainly after. All right. Well done, Jeremiah. John, close it out for us. My opponent admits that Luis Mendoza is a defensive liability, admits that he has mental blocks, and admits that there are other players available to Team USA who would do a better job than Luis Mendoza, who's a one-trick pony, whose trick only really benefits the Ducks one time in the entire series. I think, you know, anybody who, who knows hockey on any level sees and understands that the Ducks uh, slash Team USA would have been much better off with a well-rounded player, somebody who could do more than just skate quickly, somebody who's got a shot like a Fulton Reed, somebody who's got elusiveness like Ken Wu, somebody who's got leadership like Charlie, somebody who's got puck handling ability like Dwayne, right? They, they need somebody who can do all those things and more. And the reality is Mendoza can do one thing. My, my opponent also says that uh, Mendoza is the right choice because he's, you know, from the Southeast. And to that I would say, well, how do we know he's the best player from the Southeast? Because I'm guessing that there are hockey players there who know how to stop because he wasn't recruited by a hockey person or a coach or a scout or a personnel advisor. He, he was scouted by a PR person who was looking for a product to sell. At the end of the day, Mendoza does not help Team USA win the way that another player could, and that's why he does not deserve a place on the roster. Wow. Very strong. Very strong. I, it's interesting because I was leaning one way, and then I was swayed in the middle, and now I don't know if I got swayed back there at, near the end. Um, just a reminder, I, I did not mention this earlier. We are taking into account the, the degree of difficulty as well, obviously recognizing some sides are harder to argue than others. So add that along with your uh, evidence and your uh, your uh, style points. So just impressions here, Tommy and Kevin. Um, well, I know who gets my vote, so I'm ready to just jump right into that. Honestly, I, I am as well. Okay, are we, we're the sole judges here, Tommy. No, no, no. No, I I have a vote as well. Okay. Uh, yeah. After um, we'll um, and we'll figure it out. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go first, and then we're gonna go um, to Mike, and then Kevin will be the decider, or okay, if needed, that works. or right. sweep it. Yeah. And so I was looking for uh, a couple of things from each of you. Um, so I think Jeremiah hit a lot of the um, the buttons that really need to be pushed in his argument, which was difficult, which was uh, marketability, because again, Team USA it represents just the United States. It represents more than just Minnesota. Um, so you really do have to go across every part of the country. Um, so I thought he made every argument correctly. Um, the one misstep, Jeremiah, though, is essentially admitting that Luis was a defensive liability without countering that well whenever John answered the, asked that question. Uh, I was looking for something along the lines of, you know, yes, he's a defensive liability, but so is, you know, um, getting a figure skater like Tammy in, in D1. It's kind of like all plays into uh, Gordon Bombay's, you know, philosophy. And so defensive liability doesn't necessarily mean something bad. And you kind of see that across all kinds of, you know, sports documentaries like Forrest Gump. I mean, the guy was an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like staring off into the crowd, but he returned kickoffs or touchdowns. He would be a, a total liability 
in certain situations, but not in the situation he was in. So I think the argument Bobby should be Bobby Boucher. There. Bobby Boucher, same thing. Literally didn't know what third and ten was or an option. <laughs> um, and I also thought that um, John bringing up McKill and also citing a lot of the players in his closing arguments um, ultimately swayed me, though I thought Jeremiah did an excellent job with the possible exception of uh, conceding a bit too much. So my point goes to John. All right. Well done. I thought John came out strong with the opening statement. Um, I didn't really understand where Jeremiah was going, though, in that opening statement. And I think in the questions, he got to it. He sort of touched on what does deserve mean. And then he he sort of really got into, hey, this is like a marketing thing. And I didn't think John had a good answer for this is Tibble selecting a marketing thing until the end when he pointed out, there's a lot of players in the southeast that can stop. So I thought I thought that was a great point by John, but I thought Jeremiah structured his argument in a nice way, and I thought he really was other than other than the point about uh, the defensive liability. I thought he was able to sort of deflect and really hone in on the fact that this was Tibbles making a selection for a reason other than winning. He already knew his team could win. He needed this, and Mendoza, good-looking guy. I can see why he, why Tibbles would um, would select Mendoza, even though he couldn't stop, and even though he, there are plenty of the players in the Southeast that could stop. So I like the way Jeremiah sort of, from top to bottom, structured it. But I thought John had maybe stronger individual points in the opening and closing, but for the overall argument i'm gonna go with jeremiah oh that's worked out well wow (laughs) um so for me it's gonna be pretty simple um i i i think uh it it was a great debate It, it was very well done on both sides i will say that um but i think the two things that john really hammered home for me that uh that i really care about are style points like he just he nailed that um you know the call back to mckill that was great um and uh, structured it all around, you know, the predication that the goal is to win the tournament, mm-hmm. um, which I believe is the correct position to take. Um, and so for those reasons, I'm, my, my nod goes to John um, for style and uh, just win, baby. Well done. Congratulations to John. Congratulations to you, Jeremiah, for winning the overall contest. Uh, two categories to one, I guess. Uh, yeah, we should have made this a second, and then it would have been down to the a lot of pressure on those trivia rounds. But I wanted to give them the opportunity to win it without our judgment, mm. and uh, Jeremiah did that. So um, congratulations to you. We Jer- don't we don't know what the bonus prize is going to be yet. Probably some merch, though, right? Yeah, yeah. We're not sure what it is yet, though. Yeah. So TBD. John, you're getting some merch. Jeremiah, you are getting a cameo from Matt Doherty. So be on the lookout for that. I don't know when he... I, I think he does it pretty quickly. So we can get this in uh, relatively soon. Maybe maybe by the time this show uh, uh, what it publishes goes live. Airs. Airs. I was, that's the uh, uh, word I was looking for. And and just for those who might not know, can you explain what the what the cameo is? Yeah, so cameo is a website that you can go to and pay celebrities to give you shout outs. So Jeremiah, you're gonna get one from Averman himself. A keepsake for life. Yeah. And John, 
Thank you so much for being here for uh, teaching those kids some good stuff. I hope you. I hope the ducks. You, you got a ducks theme song that you can slide into the performance or something. <laughs> you never know. I'll uh, I keep it ear to the ground. Maybe but like I, a little medley. I wanted to say, yeah, you never know, right? Uh, there's a lot of good music in the films, but I just wanted to say thank you very much for having me. This was a lot of fun. It's uh, it's not hard to lose this time because I lost last time. Um, <laughs> so you know, it's uh, it feels fine. And a huge congratulations to Jeremiah. You literally ran the table on your trivia questions, so it's not like there was anything I could do. You got four in a row, so nicely done. Yeah, Jeremiah, congratulations. I feel like, yeah, John had a lot of controversy. Jeremiah really sailed through. Uh, you could tell he studied. He really wanted it. So, Jeremiah, I think you're a deserving winner. Uh, congratulations to you. Speech. Well, Thank you, guys. I would I'd like to thank um, you guys for putting on a fantastic podcast. Um, both of my debate opponents, uh, cross-examination is not my strong suit, and uh, I feel like they made some very great points. John, it was fun. You definitely deserved that victory. Um, I'd like to thank my, my wife for helping me prepare, even though she's not a fan of the documentary, <laughs> uh, unfortunately. Um, and yeah, I um, it, it it's an honor. I'm super thrilled, and now I got to think of uh, something for Matt Doherty. Um, but what what an experience! Um, happy to come back and today uh, or whatever anytime. This is this was a great time, and uh, thank you guys for having me. So I have a question, Jeremiah and John. You'll probably yeah. also want to chime in on this. So I want you to set the scene for us, Jeremiah. You come to your wife and say, hey, I'm going to be on a contest. <laughs> and she's like, oh, that's cool. What's it for? And you say, what exactly? And what is her reaction? I say, you know that Mighty Ducks podcast that got me through like preparing for a wedding? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, they do a trivia contest. <laughs> Filled out a Google form. Had no, had no expectations of making it. Um, got back. And uh, yeah, so I'm doing so I'm I'm doing this thing. She says, "Well, if you're going to be such a nerd about it, you're going to be the best nerd, and I'm going to help prepare you." And so uh, yeah, on my ride home, she she'd quiz me on things, and uh, has been very uh, very very supportive of all the uh, viewings of the trilogy that I've done. And, um, yeah, it has been along for the ride, and uh, and that and that's the story. Well, that's just a supportive wife right yeah. there. Yeah, my wife would not do yeah, that. Yeah, I don't think Tommy's wife would do that either. <laughs> yeah, my no. my wife doesn't like that I do this podcast. So <laughs> if I told her I was going to be on someone else's podcast doing a trivia contest, she'd be like, that's dumb. So what's your wife's name? Danny. Uh, Doug called a Danny. Uh, John, do you have a similar story there with your wife? Um, the only really, I guess, interesting part of me getting into the contest was first of all, as I described early, I think it's just the way that my email inbox filters out stuff. I, I didn't get confirmation until I reached out on Twitter saying is, because I saw the bracket. I'm like, is John H me? Is there another <laughs> yeah. John H in the thing? Like what? So anyways, um, I found out kind of late and my wife was 
she knew I was bummed that I didn't get in the first time or that I, at least I, I, that I didn't realize that I was in. Um, and then she was excited for me that I, I got in, but the, the concern was we were gone for most of July for our honeymoon. And that's when I suspected I would have to do the podcast. So she was nervous for me because we were in Europe. And so she was like, well, what if they need you during the trip? And I was like, well, I'm just hoping that, you know, you know, there's a lot of travel that Tommy's doing or that Kevin's doing <laughs> and they don't get to me right away. And fortunately I didn't start until August. So it worked out, but there was, there was, she was quite anxious about that. Like she didn't want me to not do it. She knew it was important, but also we were overseas and times would have been strange. And I don't know what your, your overseas uh, phone plan looks like. I wouldn't want to, you know, run up your phone bill. So anyways, it's uh uh, but no, she's been very supportive. She hasn't quizzed me. She's not a fan of the Ducks, but she's been very supportive. And, uh, you know, and especially this weekend, if we doing some, some cramming last minute, she's, uh, she's been happy to let me do that. So your wife, you're saying your wife would not beat Jeremiah's wife in a trivia competition. <laughs> um, that is safe to assume. Yes. Okay. Cause that was the tiebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> That's an idea for next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. <laughs> now do the exact same questions you did. <laughs> John, what's your wife's name? Claire. Uh, Dakota Claire. Just, oh. just for the record, you you gave her a duck call on my. Uh, I want to say my second episode. So she could is she the first person in duck history to have two double duck, duck call that hasn't appeared on the show. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't keep track of the duck calls. But I mean, for her sake, out. we can say yes. You can tell her that. Yeah, that for that's sure. Correct. She's making history. She's never going to listen to this anyway. <laughs> we can that clip this pod, part out. Could you do pod trivia again? That could be one of the questions. Duck call. Oh, mm. yeah. yeah. The entry I like quiz. That. I like that. Yeah. See, see, people like this a lot, so which makes me like forces me to come up with more questions. <laughs> Uh, we'll have to do it, but I think, I do think we can have some sort of debate league or round because we have a lot of debate topics that just, they take up some time. It's, so it's not like we, we run through them quickly. So we could uh, probably also do some debating of ourselves. That's true. Let, oh, you know, let, let the, uh, let the varsity uh, come to play here. <laughs> we could reverse it. Yeah. Make people vote or, or have people on. I like that. All right. Yeah. I like that. All right. Anyway. Congratulations to Jeremiah. Consolation prize to John, but great uh, debate there. Uh, for us, thequackatech.com. Go there. Contact us at quackatechpod on Twitter, facebook.com slash quackatechpod. Go to iTunes. Give us five stars. Tell us your favorite moment of the trivia contest, the whole trivia contest. The, I think I called it the trivia extravaganza. You called it many different things. That's true. But just tell us your favorite moment of it. Maybe it was my name. Anyway. Go to the shop, by the way. Get some merch that uh, old John is getting. It's, it's holiday season. Yeah, holiday season. Time to get everything. Maybe you got uh, some Hanukkah gifts or Christmas gifts. Need to thank a significant other for helping you prepare for a trivia. Exactly. The shop is there. It's at our website. It's pretty easy to find. It's a shop. Um, for us. And then I already said all the other stuff. So remember... Ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quack, quack.
All right. I was uh, I was on Xbox last night. Oh, and, God. Um, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Story time. There is this guy's uh, gamer tag called Go Kart Camp, which is like in heavyweights where the dad oh, yeah. says, I did not send you to Go Kart Camp. <laughs> and so I sent him that exact message and he enjoyed it. Nice. So, anywho, big heavyweights fan. <laughs> All right. Three, two. What else can I. Uh... <laughs> All right. All right. I know people have places to be. Go ahead. Three, two, one.